again and welcome to another episode of Real Talk with RJ. If this is your first time listening, please don't forget to like and subscribe and follow so you know exactly when we release brand new episodes. Also, don't forget to share. If you like what you hear, share it with everyone you know. This is going to be my very first video podcast. So today I just want to talk about a subject that is actually, it's a very sensitive subject because um, there's lots of feelings on both sides of the aisle. And I just really wanted to discuss the um I really want to discuss the subject and really just see if there's something I'm missing, get some feedback from some of the listeners that are that are listening live, and also just discuss some of the um, the things that are not being addressed, you know, in the media. We're, we're seeing really only one side being talked about in the media and uh, various news outlets and um, and different news uh, stations on the radio, on different podcasts. Really, really only hearing one side right now. And that is the defense of the trans community. So a lot of uh, a lot of the members of the LGBTQ plus community, they have voiced a lot of objections of being overshadowed by the trans community. And I think it's really interesting because whenever these people are making TikToks, whenever like nor- I, you can't really say normal homosexuals, but whenever um, homosexuals or bisexuals uh, make TikToks or statements about how they feel overshadowed by the transgender community, just completely uh, dominating the spotlight of, you know, of, uh, of the LGBTQ plus community. Their TikToks are getting taken down as hate speech. Um, we're seeing um, all these uh, people who are members of the alphabet community that are also out there saying um, they're against the quote unquote grooming that is happening right now in the school systems where people or kids are just being taught about uh, uh, same-sex attraction and non-binary uh, lifestyle styles, et cetera. And it's, it's interesting because um, I watched the view speak ill about uh, governor Ron, De- uh, Ron DeSantis about rejecting a black history month bill um, or excuse me for like accelerated learning or something like that. He rejected this black history month um, course for Excel or Black, not Black History Month, excuse me, Black History course for um, accelerated college placements in school and stuff like that. The view was talking about, oh, he's racist. He doesn't want to have Black history taught in school. And all these different women on there making all these points, calling Governor DeSantis racist. But when you actually went to listen to Governor DeSantis explain why he denied that course from being taught in, uh, in the Florida schools, the reason actually makes a lot of sense because it's called african-american history but one of the um one of the sections or one of the segments that is to be taught in that section of schooling in that section of education is queer theory and he said there's no reason to teach queer theory in black history there's no purpose it's not related it's a completely different thing you're to, to add queer theory in is to assume in my opinion that homosexuality queer theory is related to black history that frederick Douglass, harriet tubman martin luther king jr or excuse me dr martin luther king jr malcolm x etc um madam cj walker all these people were had you know they understood queer theory it has nothing to do with black history and in fact in my opinion i think black history month should be ousted it's it's first of all it's a slap in the face that black history month falls in the shortest month of the year doesn't even it only has 28 days and sometimes 29 but I think black history is American history. 
So we should not be separate. They should be teaching black history right alongside with any other history in the United States because blacks, Asians, Latinos, all kinds of ethnic groups created and built this country to what it is today. Now we got a lot of people overshadowing and trying to make us self-segregate by saying, oh, look, my business is black owned. I don't care if your business is black owned. I don't, I'm not going to go support a company just because it's black owned. I will support a company, whether it's a large or small company, based off of the products they have, the prices they have, and if, if their products available are better than the competitors. That's what matters to me. To me, sitting there and putting Black-owned or Asian-owned or Indian-owned, actually, in my opinion, I've never seen an Asian-owned or, or white-owned advertisement on a company. I've only seen Black-owned. And to me, it looks, in my opinion, it looks weak. It looks like we're begging for handouts. Please support me. I'm Black. I don't care if you're Black. You being black has no impact on whether or not your business is an effective competitor. And if we keep relying on that quote unquote black owned um, perspective or advertisement on a business, you're weakening your business. You're making you're you're giving an influence on our culture that makes us look like we can't compete against the big boys. Well, FUBU was out there for a long time. FUBU did an incredible job against Adidas and against Nike and other places like that. In the long run, you know, it kind of just fell out. But there's lots of black-owned businesses out there that are competing with the biggest. Jordan is one of the biggest out there. So uh, Rockaware, um, like there's tons, and Gallery Department is another organization that's, that's uh, a black brand, but they're not advertising black-owned because their quality speaks for itself. Their products speak for themselves. But you get all these little small mom-and-pop spots that are black-owned. Now it's, people are supposed to go, I want to support black business. Why? Are they not good enough to just be business? Do they have to be segregated into black business? Because that reminds me of the days back in Jim Crow where colored only water faucets exist, existed, color only uh, uh, restrooms. Are we trying to put ourselves back in there and justify it by saying, oh, we're trying to support our own community? No, we are isolating ourselves. And people are pushing queer theory into African-American studies and trying to force it in. And Governor Ron DeSantis in Florida actually denied that and said no you're trying to indoctrinate our children when you cross the line from education to indoctrination you are now stepping over the line and we will deny it every time i agree if they're not teaching the bible or scripture inside schools they should not be teaching queer theory or you know or anything that opposes that there should that who you sleep with is your business Teachers should not be talking about, oh, I'm gay or I'm transgender. And this is my opinion. I don't think teachers should be talking about being gay or transgender because that only identifies who you sleep with. I don't care who you sleep with. What's two plus two? What is pi? What are, tell me the history of the country, honest history, not history based off of the Democrats or Republicans. I want to know actual history. Tell us what started this war. Teach me what I'm supposed to know. I don't care if you're gay. It has nothing to do with whether or not communism is a horrible concept. It doesn't matter. They are indoctrinating our kids. And one of the ways you can tell something is bad is if they're doing it in secret. They call this, this bill they tried to pass in, 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 um, in Florida, they call it the African-American Studies Bill or the, or the African-American Studies uh, course. But they were going to do that. But they snuck in queer theory. They sneak in... Uh, transgender aware, like all these different homosexual related concepts in African-American history. I was looking at some different things because I was curious about uh, some things because I, I actually heard, um, uh, I, I watched a TikTok 
recently of this of this black woman speaking and she was pretty livid she was you know saying that um you know trans there uh there's no bigger supporters really than black women for the trans community they, they love them because a lot of the makeup and a lot of the styles that, that have been created that are very prominent in black community have in some way been influenced by trans and homosexual community you know what that may be true that's cool i have no problem with that you know some of the greatest chefs in the world happen to be homosexual i don't care some of the greatest artists in the world having to be homosexual. I don't have, excuse me, homosexual, homosexual or bisexual, etc. I don't care. When I was in the military, I've said this many times. When I was in the Marine Corps, I did not care if the Marine to my left or right was gay. I didn't care. As long as you were facing the enemy that I was facing, we're good. I don't care what, you know, what God you serve. I don't care what religion you belong to. I don't care what you do on the weekends. If as long as when you come to work, you're ready to work and I can rely on you to do your job and I get home safe, that's all that matters to me. But I feel that the trans community who allegedly once used to want equality to be seen as equals now are muting out and snubbing out regular people. Because this woman, when she was speaking out, she was like, if you guys want to be trans, that's fine, but you're not a woman. I'm a woman, this woman said, of course. I'm a woman. I was born a woman. I am a natural woman. The fact that you're trans suggests you are not a woman. You are a trans woman. Be that. That's okay. That's beautiful. Be who you are. But don't try to take the fact that I'm a woman. Don't take that from me. And then she says, you have the right to be called what you want. But you also do, you owe me that same respect. Do not call me a cis woman or a bleeder or a uh, or a chest feeder, or uh, an ovary producer, what all these other names she started saying. And she said, don't call me those names and expect me to call you a trans woman. I'm a woman. You call me a woman. She started, she started getting pretty upset when she was talking. And I was like, you know what? That's a good point. How come all of a sudden we are being identified as cis women and cis men? How come we're not just men and women? Why can't... Before... The homosexual community used to fight for, you know, for the e equality. And I believe in that. I believe homosexuals should have the same rights as anyone else. My concept on marriage might differentiate because, you know, me being a Christian, I believe marriage, you know, is a godly given thing. I think I was, you know, I believe that God created marriage to unify a man and a woman in marriage. That's my belief. I have those beliefs. I have the right to those beliefs. But I do not believe that it is my place to go out and condemn people who are getting married to the same sex. That's not my place. God created that. That is his place. It is my place to be respectful of other people, people's beliefs. And it's my opinion. It's my responsibility to speak what I, what I believe to be true, but also not in a judgmental. Um, we're not supposed to be judges. And it's sad that so many people who call themselves Christians are some of the most judgmental people out there in the world. That's very ironic. And I, I can't tell you, I've heard so many times people that claim to be Christians um, quote the scripture, you shouldn't judge, you shouldn't judge, and in the next breath, they're judging somebody else. Oh, look at that little hoochie over there walking with her boobs all hanging out. I was like, what did you just say? Oh, I'm not judging her. Like, yeah, bro, it doesn't get any more judgmental than that. So I, I've always found that funny. But it's just, I getting back to the point, like, I just think it's really interesting how people are calling us cis men, cis women, and and they're they're erasing women um the uh there was a lawsuit about the u.s uh weightlifting team the women's u.s weightlifting team lost a suit that um 
trans male or excuse me, trans women who were biological males are now able to compete with Team USA. I think that's wrong. If you want to have, and I, I, you know, the the simple solution to you know the restrooms with all these women feeling violated because there's biological males that are trans women going into these restrooms, and women are like, oh my gosh, you're exposing yourself. You don't even have bottom surgery, and you're just staring at me. There's lots of these situations that are being muted. The the news is actually not covering a lot of this, but there's lots of women talking about this, posting on TikTok, and these TikToks are being taken down and deleted. Why are people trying to cover this up? This is happening. They, there's you know, there's a, a, a male that identified as a female that went to a women's prison, and then multiple women were, were impregnated in that prison by that biological male. If people want, I think the answer to this situation is prisoners who identify as female should all be sent to a specific prison. Prisoner, like, I don't see the same thing happen from women. I don't see women who identify as male being sent to male prisons. It's not happening. But it's only happening one way. You know, you don't see women athletes identifying as males to compete in male sports. It's not happening. But you see the, the opposite. Because biologically, men are stronger physically. That's why the lowest record set in any of the sports where uh, women, and male, women and men are separated the lowest record exceeds that of the highest record set by women, biological women. So you have these men that can't compete against other men, so they go and blow women out of the water. You see this with whatever that, that person's name is that swims. I don't remember uh, his or her name. I don't remember that name. But it's a swimmer that is a biological male that is blowing these women out of the, out of the water, just destroying their records. And... They're, the media is just following this, per, this biological male around like crazy. They're super supportive in watching this male, although in one instance, a woman, a, an actual biological female, had placed fourth at, in an exact tie with this, um, with this biological male. And rather than take a picture of the trophy in both of their hands, they gave it to the biological male and then told the bio, biological female, that she's going to have her trophy sent to her at the house. So she didn't even get the, to stand on the podium. She didn't get all the, the praise, even though it was an exact tie. So you have the NCAA that is starting to push transgenders into women's sports. The result of this is that it's going to eliminate the, the very hope. When you take hope away from a people, I don't, I don't know if you've ever seen this, but when I was in Iraq, I saw hopelessness in the eyes of so many people there. It is a very scary feeling. It's a very scary visual because when you take hope away from people, they're just zombies. They start to think there's no point. Women now, because the WNBA is not making money like the NBA is making money, but these same WNBA stars are demanding more money, although the, the WNBA is losing $13 million a year. They're losing and they're, they're making, I think, what was the figure I heard? I think it was like $30 million a year that the, the WNBA actually makes. And in that $30 million a year that they're making, they're losing 13. And they pay all of their, their athletes. Meanwhile, the NBA is making like over a billion dollars. I think it's like some outreach, it's like $2 billion or something like that. It's very large. So they're able to pay because more people are watching the NBA. But you have certain sports that people will watch males and females, like in MMA, 
people are watching the women get down just like they're watching the, uh, the males. You see WWE. These women are pulling in lots of fans and people are watching them. They're getting paid, you know, essentially the same. So equal pay is, is in my opinion, is a stupid thing. If you're putting in more business, you should get paid more. Whether you're female or whether you're male, you should be getting paid more based off of what you're bringing to the company. You have, um, you have all this ridiculousness that's happening where males are being, males are overshadowing biological females. The example I gave with calling now women cis women instead of actual biological women or just women, um, they're overshadowing them with that. They're overshadowing them with sports. The, I, the right answer to this situation, like, you know, we're going to put all the trans people in their own uh, sports category. We're going to put all the trans people in their own specific uh, uh, locker rooms and restrooms. They're going to have their own restrooms and their own uh, locker rooms, and we don't have to worry about this. They will have the little trans symbol on there, and they can go use them. Why don't they want to put trans people in their own sports leagues? The same reason why the WNBA is not making lots of money. And people can dis disagree with this, but this is the honest truth. People aren't going to watch it. People are just simply not going to watch the trans community participate at the same rate they would the women. And they're not going to watch because these trans men are not the elite of the men. That's one of the reasons why so many of them are trying to cross over and do this. I'm pretty sure that if you were to actually make a trans league for like trans basketball association or something like that, I'm pretty sure like it's, it will be boring as well. Nobody's going to really like, you'll have a large group of uh, the LGBTQ plus community that wants to support and show support, but people are not going to be consistent supporters and they're, it's just going to flop. You know, when you look at the WNBA, you go to a WNBA game and you watch it. A lot of people are there just to show support, not because they actually want to be there. People are not even watching the game. They're looking at their phones, talking. They're just there to show support. But when you go to an NBA game, you're not there to show support, other than, you know, besides being a fan of the team. You're there watching the game. You see husbands, you know, watching and so focused on the game, and then their wives try to talk to them. They're like, yeah, 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 in a little bit. Wait till halftime. You know, they, they will they'll get a call from their mom and they won't take it. <laughs> they'll get a call from their bosses and like, nah, I'm on a game right now. It's not like that. I went to, um, I went to a hockey game recently, a, a woman's hockey game. I love hockey. Um, it was at the crypto.com arena in Los Angeles. And it was against, I think it was uh, the women's U S team versus Canada. And as I was watching the women play, I looked at how many empty seats there were. And honestly, like the intensity was a lot less than I, and it's hockey. Hockey's a very physical sport. You're slamming each other against a wall. You're hitting each other. Like it's intense. But when I was watching women's hockey, I was trying not to focus on the fact that as a woman, I was just look, watching hockey. But honestly, I was bored. I was very bored. And I'm sitting down like in the lower level of this, um, like of this. So it's, it's not the seats. I'm on the lower level of where the seats are. So I'm actually right there watching the game. And I'm just noticing like most of the seats are empty. They, to make the stadium look less empty, the stadiums will actually shut off a lot of the seats. They'll like fold a lot of the seats and put like a tarp over it. So you, the seats don't look empty, but there's tons of seats, even in the front row, they were just empty. People didn't, they just didn't want to come. 
Now, in my opinion, I like watching uh, the women's soccer because those women are hardcore and they play a heck of a game. Having said that, men's soccer just makes more money. So they're able to get paid more because they're, they're paid out of a larger pot that makes more money as opposed to women's soccer. Having said that, I think the women's soccer, just in my personal opinion, I think the women's soccer just happens to be more hardcore because the women don't spend 15 minutes on the ground after they get touched by an opposing player. They get drop kicked and they get right back up and keep playing. The men, if you so much as sneeze on them, they're like, they'll fall down and then cry. And Key and Peele just did a, um, an amazing video about that. If you guys ever go watch that on YouTube, just look up Key and Peele soccer. And it's hilarious. The little flop that this guy does until the other guy gets, gets a red card and gets kicked off the field. <laughs> that's, a, that's a very nice exaggeration of what goes on in men's, uh, men's soccer. But having said that, I've also seen, you know, men's soccer. I went to the uh, uh, LAFC uh, professional soccer. I watched them. Those guys, that was awesome. And also, because um, I didn't have a, I didn't have a soccer, my own personal soccer team, my major league soccer team. I didn't have that yet. So I wanted to see which team I was going to follow and see which team I really wanted to uh, root for. So I went to go watch the Galaxy and the atmosphere was just very, eh, it was all right. But when I went to the uh, LAFC, when I went to, it was Bonk, the California Stadium. Back then, now it's BMO Stadium. But when I went there and watched them play, oh my gosh, the crowd section, like the, or the crowd section, the, the fan section was, it was intense. They never stopped singing. Those guys were all out of their seats singing and chanting. And like the atmosphere is just electrifying. I was very proud of that team. I was like, yeah, this is my team right here. I like these guys. I go local. That's that's me. If I don't already have a team, I try to go local, but I, I look and see what I like most. So I think it's um I think it's important to celebrate differences. I think def- differences are very important to have. And and someone being transgender, it's fine. Be be who you are, that's what you are. But now I think all transgenders should be adults. Because this is another one. You, we got all these kids being taught that. You don't have to be the gender you were given, but they're being taught this by their teachers, not by the parents, even though there is well-established Supreme Court rulings and case law that says that the primary responsibility of teaching children goes to the parents and rearing children goes to the parents. There's case law saying that what these teachers are doing is illegal. It's wrong, but these teachers are doing it anyway. And not only are these teachers um, telling kids that you can be a different gender if you want, a lot of these teachers are creating private closets or these other little closets where these kids can go in and wear clothes from the opposite gender, where they can start keeping secrets from their, their parents. That's, that's the same thing that sex offenders do. Like, I'm not talking about sex offenders across the board. I'm talking about ones who focus on little children. Keep secrets from your mommy and daddy. Don't tell them this. This is stuff that, that predators do. Keep secrets from mommy and daddy. Next, they're literally, these school boards are literally putting pornography in the libraries for these kids to access. They're encouraging them to read these pornographic books so that these kids are being normalized to sex. How in the world are people not united in, in speaking up against this? They want to talk about, oh, well, you know, kids have the right to be who they are. Kids have no idea who they are. People have no idea who they are until they're like 21 years old because your, your prefrontal cortex doesn't stop developing until about that time. 
So you're going to tell me that a child in the, in, in, according to the law is not smart enough or mature enough to drink until you're 21. You can't, you can't drink until you're 21 years old. You're not smart enough to drink until you're 21 years old. You're not uh, uh, smarter, intelligent enough to uh, consent to having sex until you're 18 years old. Or in some states, it might be like 16 or 17, but 18 in California, 18 in a lot of other states. You have to be 18 to actually consent to having sex. You can't smoke a cigarette until you're 18 years old. You can't smoke weed or do any drugs until you're 18 years old, legally. So you're not smart enough to do that until you're 18 years old. You're not smart enough to go to the military until you're 17 years old with parental signature. Yet you can be five or six years old and start taking hormone blockers. You're smart enough to make a life-changing decision like that at that young? Are you serious? Make it make sense. The left keep giving out these, these delusions that don't make sense. Like you, you hear, you hear the, uh, the concept of abortion. You have all these people out there saying, oh, abortion, should, it's a woman's choice. A woman has a right to choose. Okay, let's, let's play this equal. Let's look at this equal. I've said this on a previous broadcast, but let's, let's be equal about this. It didn't, a woman didn't make that baby by herself. A woman made that baby with a man. Or she went, you know, to a, uh, to a sperm lab and actually got a male sperm and made a child. So, but I'm not, a, I don't think that anyone who actually goes to the lab, especially um, considering how expensive that is to do that, the in vitro and all that stuff like that. I don't think any woman who goes to the lab and gets sperm from and gets impregnated is going to have an abortion unless there's a life threatening situation. And they want to have the guise of, Oh, well, you know, uh, abortions are medical care. They're loving medical care. They keep putting these nice little, you know, feathers on, on what is not actually happening. The overwhelming amount of abortions are just unwanted pregnancies, not life-threatening situations where the woman had to get an abortion in order to live or else both her and the baby die. That's a very rare minority of the, of the circumstances that happen in abortions. But you're going to tell me that this little heartbeat, this little uh, fetus that's growing inside of a woman is not a life, yet bacteria on Mars is considered a life form. You're going to tell me that they're like, oh, it's just a clump of cells. It's easy to identify or to, it's always simple or excuse me. It's always easy to simplify something or oversimplify something so that you don't live with the guilt of a bad choice. So when, when you're in combat and war, rather than sit there and say, I'm shooting somebody else's father or I'm shooting and killing somebody else's son or husband or whatnot, you go, nope, that was a terrorist. I shot a terrorist. You simplify it. So that you feel better about what you did. You, I mean, you don't enjoy having to take a life. And if you did, something's wrong with you. But you got to do what you got to do. And you have to, you have to endure these circumstances and these situations. And sometimes it is what it is. But you're going to tell me this. That having an abortion, no matter how early or how late, was an, a mandatory thing. There's other options. You have, you have that little thing... Uh, I forget the name of it. You had that little thing that you put in your arm. That's a birth control that stops you from getting pregnant for the most part. Every, nothing's hundred percent, but for the most part, you have that. You have the plan B, the morning after pill, you have condoms, you have uh, the diaphragm, you have all these other options to help you not get pregnant. But if you, if I make the choice to go and shoot somebody, 
I can't erase that action. I made a choice and accepted the consequences of me murdering somebody. So if you knowingly make the choice to have consensual sex with somebody, now, sexual assault outside of that, that's a whole different story. Incest, sexual assault, and where the mother's life or the baby's life is completely on the chain or like on the line here and abortion is the only answer to save one or the other. That's a whole different story. And that's up to the mother, in my opinion. But when you consensually agree to have sex with somebody, abortion should not be an option. You chose that. And the consequences of or the risks and consequences of pregnancy are this. Well, you know, it's not right to tell people that they have to imprison their bodies for nine months or so to have a baby. You know, it, it's the same argument against against a murderer it's not right to make him go to prison for killing somebody he didn't mean to do that you know he doesn't want to go to prison no you committed the act the consequences are thus stand up and accept your consequences and then the same concept is that if this woman chooses to have the baby she can go off to the father for child support the man can't say it's my money my choice no they will go after his taxes they will garnish his wages they will take all kinds of stuff from him until he pays his child support so it sh if you want to be equal, it should be the same thing. It should be that if, um, if a woman doesn't want the child, then the father should be able to say, if we're going to be equal, the father should say, okay, well, you, you're going to have this child, and I'm going to come after you for child support. The child will come after, you know, live with me, and that's just being fair. It should work both ways. It shouldn't work one way and not the other. It should work both ways, in my opinion. But they're saying that, this life that's growing in a woman is not a life. It's not a child. Yet, if I were to murder a woman who is pregnant, doesn't matter how far along you were, if I were to murder a woman who is pregnant, I get charged with a double life or like double murder. They consider that life to be a life form. And that's also murder because I murdered both. That's how the law works. So how come it doesn't work now in this situation? We're being overshadowed by all these woke uh, um, narratives that just don't make sense. And people are buying onto them because these news and, and, and influencers and all these social media outlets are repeating the same exact thing. That is propaganda 101. I learned about propaganda in the military because we had to understand how it's used. We had to understand how the uh, other enemy governments use it and how people believe what they believe. One of the easiest ways to re recognize propaganda is when you hear the exact same wording repeated on multiple platforms. When you're hearing multiple platforms saying the exact same verbatim, I'm not talking about a variation in wording. I'm talking about the exact same wording. They're trying to speak that in your subconscious so you will adapt that, oh my gosh, it has to be true because all these people are talking about it. And the desire and need to be included is something that we deal with as humans and we're like well you know society's moving this way i need to get a you know jump on board now the whole purpose of this episode was not to to degrade um the the alphabet community or women who want to get abortions i have no right to tell a woman what they should do with their body but i also agree that women don't have a right to tell men what they should do with theirs it should be equal i fight for equality not supremacy of any type I don't believe Christians should be above non-Christians. I don't believe non-Christians should be above Christians. I believe we should all have equal rights. And I think that if a woman doesn't want to have the child, 
she and, it, and to get an abortion is looked at as a noble thing that women's self-love you want to take care of that you want to get an abortion you also should respect that if a man doesn't want to take care of their kid and they want to opt out of being a father just like the woman opted out of being a mother the father should be able to opt out without paying child support why won't the government allow that to happen because the government doesn't want to take care of your kids the government wants somebody else to take care of their kids while they throw all of our money over to Ukraine. That's what they want. They really want to keep giving billions and billions and billions of your taxpayer dollars to Ukraine while our gas is over here in Los Angeles is $4.89 a gallon as of March 9th, 2023. Meanwhile, if we were selling our own gas, selling our own, our, our, our own oil, gas would probably be about $3 a gallon, maybe $2 a gallon over here. But rather than actually make it make sense, they rather keep us fighting against each other and and putting all this light on trans awareness. I, I was looking up at all the different uh, uh, gay pride, um, or all the different homosexual holidays. I was looking up, up those things for the LGBTQ plus community and the holidays that are celebrated throughout the year. And when I looked at nationaltoday.com, um, it's really interesting because, oh, excuse me, let me get to one point real fast. I put, um, why are we celebrating biological men during International Women's Day? International Women's Day was yesterday. And it was, it was just funny because you started seeing all these, these trans men getting shown. You saw Bruce Jenner, or excuse me, Caitlyn Jenner, um, being celebrated as Woman of the Year for coming out and getting her, or getting his, or whatever, the biological um, aesthetic changed to transgender. He came out and all of a sudden he was the, the woman of the year. He was a hero. What about the NFL player? I forget his name. The NFL player that came out that played for the Rams a little bit. And he was openly gay and um, he came as an underdog. What about him? That's not easy. He was in a room full of guys that are kind of old fashioned and he had to play football right alongside them. He was brave. What about all the people, you know, that are, that fought hard and had to come out and as veterans, as you know, people who came from very conservative, uh, uh, conservative families who came out and then their families disowned them. What about that bravery? What about the women, the tons of women who fought hard to help other women who were abused physically to get out of those relationships and save their lives? How come they weren't women of the year? How come a, a biological male that makes his face look different and puts some breast implants in, doesn't change his voice and doesn't get bottom surgery? How come that man, that biological male, how come he gets to get up and become woman of the year. The effect is that it is erasing women. And as women, and literally this is not what feminism was trying to fight for. Women now are being silenced by the transgender community because of how much media uh, focuses on the trans community. I don't believe that trans people are bad. I, I don't believe that. But I believe that the media is putting so much attention on them and that a lot of these people that are members of that community are right in that limelight all the way as far as they can and they're overshadowing women. They're taking away the rights and freedoms of other women and silencing their voices. And as a result of silencing these voices of all these women who just wanna be their best selves, it's gonna be, you know, they're gonna start getting madder and madder and madder to where men are not gonna, you know, biological men are not gonna wanna be with these women because they're so angry all the time. Men, look, you can disagree with this all you want, but 
men determine whether or not a woman is dateable when it, for heterosexual uh, men and women. A man will determine whether or not a woman is worthy of or worth his invested time. Because we're the ones that, you know, we're, we go out and chase the woman for the most part. Women usually don't come after men. Some do, but for the most part, it's men that go up and initiate the conversation and go up and try to talk with women. And, you know, ultimately, the man will determine whether or not I will put up with her being mad. So what makes you think that a man is going to continue, like a strong man, because, you know, no, no woman is going to respect a man that they don't feel safe by. If the woman is, you know, if a woman is getting, dating a man who is basically a simp, you know, and doesn't make any money, doesn't really try to do anything, he's just lazy, she's not going to really put up with him because there's nothing to gain from him. He has nothing to contribute to that relationship. Relationship. So at some point, she's just going to say, you know what, screw it. This isn't for me. I'm not getting anything. I'm not investing my time. I'm not growing. This isn't going to work. I'm done. So a man that actually has options because he's a good man, makes good money, takes care of stuff, he's a hard worker, etc. He will determine whether or not this is an even trade. And if a woman is just angry all the time, she's always wants to be in control, he's going to be like, nah, I'm good. I don't need this. So if this becomes the constant of, you know, if this becomes the constant perspective of men saying, I'm not going to settle for an angry woman who always wants to demand, you know, what I do. And also she doesn't trust me. She's always looking at my phone and trying to, you know, be, the, be a detective rather than my partner. If this becomes a norm, more and more men are going to start looking outside of the United States for other women. And they're going to start bringing those women back here. You're going to have a lot of women who just exist rather than who are in healthy, good relationships with good men that they want. That's just kind of the reality of what's, what, where the, we're going right now. All these trans men are muting women's abilities. They're blowing out the records that these women, these biological women, women have set. And now a lot of women are starting to have this, uh, this, I, this perspective of hopelessness of like, what's the point of, of playing basketball in high school? Colleges aren't going to pick me. They're going to pick the, tra the trans men or the trans woman that's going to you know, take my place and start over me, even though I'm the best woman on the team. They're going to pick this trans, uh, trans woman to come play the sport that I'm actually supposed to be playing. It's just a matter of time before the WNBA starts getting invaded as well. And I'm telling you, I'm, you know, I believe, I believe it's very logical to say that if trans men start getting into the WNBA, views are going to start getting up there just because you, the, the, the numbers don't lie. The men's NBA, the men's basketball association, it's more entertaining. So if men start going into the WNBA, they're going to overshadow the woman and you're gonna, it's going to be like Joanna, man. It's just going to be like that movie. It's, it's, it's going to get more reviews because it's going to be more entertaining. But in the same instance, I think it'll still flop. I don't know. I haven't really thought that one out. Because I, I said earlier, like, if they were to create a trans league, it would flop because not a lot of people are going to do it. But nonetheless, I think it would be a little more entertaining having some men play. But I just don't think it's going to be... It's going to be, I don't think it'll be accepted. I think a lot of the women that are in the WNBA are going to get upset, especially for the fact that um, it's likely that the men who play, the biological men who would play in the WNBA would probably get paid more. And they'd be really upset by that. And then people will start speaking out. And then this whole little, we want to be accepting, we want to be loving, we want to be inclusive of everybody, that's going to be thrown out the window.
it's always inclusive and loving until it affects you. You know, we want to be inclusive about the poor and the impoverished, but if you have a $5 million home in a very quiet neighborhood, just like Steph Curry, he's got his like, what is it, like 32 something million dollar home. And they wanted to build like an, essentially like an affordable housing um, right in his backyard, right behind him. He's like, no, mm -mm, that's not happening. I'm pretty sure just about any of us, if we had invested millions of dollars into a home, would do the exact same thing. We're like, no, you're not going to decrease the value of my home by putting a, a low-income or affordable housing um, complex behind my house. This is a good neighborhood. We want to make sure it stays that way. I want my kids to be safe. I don't know what kind of people are going to move into that house, but I know that people who are moving into the million-dollar homes right here are hardworking, good people for the most part. Any one of us would probably do the same thing in their steps. But the fact is, is that these individuals are out there speaking about it's about being inclusive. It's about being respectful and loving everybody. Love is love. Well, if love is love, why do you reject other people who love differently than you do? Why is it okay for you to mute us when we're not muting you? I'm just looking at the, uh, the hypocrisy from all that's going on right now. And when I was looking at those um, at the holidays that are going on with um, with the LGBTQ plus uh, community, I was looking at um, again according to nationaltoday.com, I looked at February first is LGBTQ plus History Month. Interesting. February is also Black History Month, overshadowed by LGBTQ plus History Month. June, Pride Month. June is also when Father's Day happens, overshadowing Father's Day. National Freedom to Marry Day, February 12th. Transgender Day of Visibility, March 31st. National Honor Our LGBTQ+, Elders Day, May 16th. International Day Against Homophobia, Transphobia, and Biophobia is May 17th. July 14th, International Non-Binary People's Day. August 26th, Pride Simru. I don't know what that is. September 23rd, Celebrate Bisexuality Day. October 1st, LGBTQ Plus History Month, again. October 29th, LGBT Center Awareness Month. October 26th, National Transgender Children Day. And November 20th, Transgender Day of Remembrance. That was very interesting because as a veteran, we get Veterans Day and Memorial Day. That, you know, celebrates all veterans. But, um... There's a number of, of, of holidays that celebrate specific veterans like Vietnam veterans or, you know, the Marine Corps birthday, the National Guard birthday, like that celebrates specific individuals of the military. But the overall like category is Memorial Day and Armed, and, uh, Armed Forces Day and Veterans Day. Those are the three days that celebrate veterans, even though more blood has been shed fighting as a, as a, as a veteran than any homosexual cause out there or any LGBTQ plus cause out there. Yet there's all these holidays that celebrate and remind people about LGBTQ plus. I'm just so tired of the segregation that is happening in this country right now. I'm tired of one group overshadowing another. Democrats should not be overshadowing Republicans and Republicans should not be overshadowing Democrats. Christians should not be overshadowing non-Christians and non-Christians should not be overshadowing Christians. It should be equal. We should be on the same page. 
Black history is American history. I think Black History Month needs to be taken away. I think any specific group that celebrates their history over a month shouldn't happen in America. American history should talk about the Blacks that have contributed to this country, the Latinos that have contributed, the Asians that have contributed, anyone who has contributed to making this country great and has done something phenomenal or notable, they should be addressed. Whether, like, whether or not you're gay, straight, black, white, Christian, or atheist, I don't care. Your history is American history, and that's how it should be addressed. And they need to stop indoctrinating our kids with gender politics. These kids don't know who they are. If a child as young as six goes out and shoots somebody, that kid's not going to go and be charged as an adult. They're going to, you know, probably be put in juvie or something like that, like at the most. But the fact is they don't know better. They don't know like a 21-year-old knows themselves. They're still looking for themselves. There's perfect, perfect evidence of this happening. When you indoctrinate kids, you get the results of the quote-unquote Hitler youth. What... Uh, under the uh, the Third Reich, under um, in World War II, during the um, the reign of Hitler, Adolf Hitler, he indoctrinated all the children to go to a school called the Hitler Youth. And then there was a there was a bunch of women who were uh, you know young women, very young young women who were indoctrinated as the future brides of Hitler. Um, they were in love with Adolf, and then they wanted to be his wife, and you know he can come over and do whatever he wanted if he wanted to. Um, their whole desire was to grow up and marry him and, and sleep with him and anyone that worked around them. They were taught to hate Jews, and they did. They were snitching out Jews. Every time they saw someone or they thought they heard something, they would go out and rat, these, rat, rat Jews out and get them killed in, in the Holocaust. That's what happens when you indoctrinate people. When you indoctrinate young kids, they, the vast majority will start being susceptible to what you tell them is true because you're an authority figure and they're taught to listen to their elders. They're going to believe you because you're the teacher instructing them. You're spending so much time with them. You sh I don't think any teachers out there should be telling kids that they, should, they could be any, any gender they want. I, I have a number, I've known a lot of gay people throughout my life before all this uh, indoctrination stuff is happening or happened. These kids knew they were gay without anybody telling them. They didn't need a therapist to come over and tell them or a teacher to tell them, did you know that you can be a different gender? They never felt like they were in the right body. No one needed to tell them this. They, in fact, were the ones that were like, hey, I don't feel right. Something's weird about me. Like, I don't feel like I'm in the right body. They knew. But now we have the highest rate of, of uh, same sex and uh, homosexual, bisexual, et cetera, the, the world has ever seen. We have the highest rate of, of homosexuality in the history of this country. Why is that all of a sudden? What has changed? Indoctrination of children that they can be any other gender that they want or love the same sex. Because for some reason, teachers think that it's important to let kids know, hi, I'm gay. I don't care. That doesn't matter. I don't hear teachers coming up and going, hi, I'm black, or hi, I'm Asian. That doesn't matter. You're a teacher. You can teach me. Your color, your skin color, or who you love doesn't make you a better teacher or a worse teacher. What you know and how you know how to teach it is what makes you the effective teacher that you are. That's my, my objective, or, or excuse me, that's my, where my objection lies, is that so many people 
in today's society are focused on the wrong things. Women have the right to be protected. Women should be able to be protected when they go into a locker room. Like, like for, for any of us, let me, let me go back. For any of us who get completely naked when someone's watching, you're self-conscious. What is somebody, you want to feel safe and relaxed when you're in front of other people. If your body's looking on point, you're probably going to be a lot more confident and like, you know, my body, I like the way my body looks. It's, it's beautiful. It's, uh, I got muscle. I got definition. Cool. Like from the waist down, like, you know, it, I, I'm very confident about that. Like somebody feels that way when they get naked and somebody else sees, they're probably going to be like, what's up? Take a picture. You know, they're probably like that at the, at the worst. But for somebody who might have a little bit of a belly or might be self-conscious about that or have a little poopa or, or maybe their butt's not as big as they'd like it to be or maybe their, their breasts are not as big as they'd like them to be or maybe they have some type of um, characteristic or attribute about their body that they're not very confident about. And as a result of that, um, they don't really like to get undressed in front of people. Or maybe it's easy for them just to get undressed with the same sex because they know that these, these people are not going to make them feel uncomfortable or they're not there to check them out. They're there to get undressed, get dressed, and you know, go about their day. But for a woman who, or excuse me, and any, anyone who has, any man who has is, who is, um, been intimate with a woman who might be a little bit bigger has experienced this, who has experienced that she might be uh, a little hesitant about getting undressed with the lights on in front of you because she's afraid or conscious about or concerned about whether or not you're going to like what you see or whether you're going to look and be like, uh, get a little disgusted. She's concerned about that until she feels comfortable that she knows that you appreciate her and find her beautiful. That's when she'll, you know, maybe the lights will start going on. But any woman who, you know, doesn't feel comfortable about her body is likely to turn the lights off when they, when they're, um, when they're engaging in some type of physical intimacies, just because they don't like what they see in the light and they don't want you to see what, what they look like without the lights. So for a woman who wants to go into the restroom to, you know, to get undressed, to get changed after having a workout or, or playing a sports event or something like that. No woman should have the fear of a man, a biological male walking into the locker room with them, especially when that biological male starts to stare at them and look at their body. It, there's tons of science. Of course, now the woke, the woke left and, all these woke people out there are not addressing biological science that has been proven again and again how the muscular tones and muscular cells are different in men versus women. More often than not, the average male is stronger than the average female. So you have no idea what this male is going to do when he walks in the room, in the restroom. That male could be extremely gay where he's not even going to look at you. He's just going to come in and get undressed get dressed and then, you know, be respectful and get back on and do what he's got to do. That male could also be like one of those swimmers or one of those other people that are just posing so they can get, they can achieve an objective that they want to achieve. And that's, you know, get the end goal, go out here and um, I'm going to get undressed and go in this locker room so I can look at other women. And then I'm going to go, I have ammo to go home and pleasure myself to. There's lots of freaks out there. I'm telling you, there's lots of freaks out there that are going to use this opportunity to screw women over. 
And women, you guys have very, 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 very loud voices. You have some strong and powerful voices. If you unite and fight together, you, you, you're over half the country. If women will stand up and start saying, I am sick and tired of this, and, and tell these colleges that if you don't stop letting transgenders play on our teams and compete against us, we are going to withdraw from this college. I'm telling you, if you start playing with the money that a college makes, they'll start listening to you. If you start saying, you know what? We are busting our butt in our entire lives trying to get, you know, to join Team USA and all these other things like that and do all this other stuff. If you let transgenders get on this team with us, we are going to completely withdraw. You won't be able to compete. In fact, you women can get together and create your own leagues and say, you know, the XX chromosome league. Everybody that competes has to get tested for XX chromosomes. Because as I've said before, the difference between male and female is not penis and vagina. It is XY chromosomes and XX chromosomes. Women only have XX. Males have XY. So as long as you let people keep speaking over you and keep calling you cis woman when you're a woman, as long as you let people start muting your voice by letting biological males come in and compete against you, in sports that are meant to be only women, you're going, to get, you're going to end up being a used cigarette. You're going to get snubbed out and forgotten. And women, you are too important to be forgotten. Men, same thing. Men, if you guys start standing up together and, and refusing you know, to entertain sports that are doing this and stop watching these things and, and start defending your daughters and your wives it's going to stop because all these TV shows, all these, um, all these different attempts to be woke and to shove, you know, all this woke indoctrination in people's lives. They just didn't get like the Lord of the Rings. It flopped massively, you know, strange world flopped bros flopped like all these things that keep trying to push homosexuality down your throat. They flop, but you know what? I watched this movie last night called The Well. For the first time, I watched it. It, um, oh my gosh, what is his name? Of course, I can't remember his name. Um, well, he's the guy that played on The Mummy and The Mummy Return. Brandon Fraser. There he goes. He actually played this very obese man who was a law, or excuse me, who was an, um, an English literature professor, and he was so obese he could he could not stand up without a walker, and um, he was also homosexual. And um, he suffered from severe depression because his loved one, uh, like the, the man that he fell in love with, had unfortunately passed in a way that I won't give away just because I don't want to spoil the film for you. But I love watching this film because they weren't pushing woke, you know, woke agendas down my throat. And they weren't trying to push, he's gay, 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 gay. They weren't doing that. It was a story of a person who suffered depression because of a loss who just happened to be gay. That's it. The story was flowing. It wasn't preaching anything. It was just sharing the story with you. But all these woke movies where they keep trying to push gay down your throat, they're flopping. Why? Because nobody wants an agenda pushed down their throat. As a Christian, let's say, let's equivocate the gospel to the most delicious fruit ever created the most delicious fruit you will ever taste in your life. If I taste that fruit and go, oh my gosh, this is so good. 
the best way for me to get you to eat it is to offer it to you and let you take it and see for yourself. That's the best way and the only way. If I go, if I take a bite of that fruit and go, oh my gosh, this is so good, and then shove it in your face and try to make you eat it, your natural response is going to be put your hands up and push it away and get away from you. And you're never going to, you're likely to never going to want um, to try it. You're likely to refuse any opportunity to eat that fruit because of the, the experience you had with that one person trying to shove it in your face. You're like, you know, I don't want anything to do with that fruit because it's always going to remind you of the time that somebody tried to shove it down your throat. The whole point is to say, if there's a story that has, has a gay actor or a gay, inf or, uh, um, a gay character on it, so what? But if you're trying to force gay people into the cast, that's when it's going to flop. It's going to get rejected. You want to take the story, the new, the new movie of Peter Pan that's coming out, Peter Pan and Wendy. You want to add, add women onto the main cast when the story was about Peter Pan. It's about Peter Pan. That's like saying Mul taking away Mulan or Moana. You're going to take them out of the main. You're going to now put the focus on, on Maui or the, the, the male in the story. But Moana was the character that made the story. She was the one that saved all her people. Mulan was the one that saved the emperor who actually fought to save the emperor from being overthrown by the, by the, uh, the Hunts and uh, by the enemy. That stuff is based on a true story. But even the, the, the movies where um, you have powerful women like, like Wonder Woman, like she was, and, I, and I've said this in a previous broadcast, the Wonder Woman movie that came out was not a female superhero. It was a superhero who happened to be woman. That was it. They were not trying to push girl power they're pushing this person, this character. That was it. You look at She-Hulk. It flopped like crazy because <laughs> the hypocrisy was real. And also the indoctrination that they kept trying to push on everybody. People were like, this is stupid. In fact, a lot of the, the fanatics who really loved the Hulk, the uh, She-Hulk, and, and comics, they look and be like, I don't know why they wouldn't show the actual story of why She-Hulk became She-Hulk. It was great. It's a great story. Of course they don't want to. They want to push their version of everything. They want to indoctrinate you and essentially make you start going, I'm so sick and tired of homosexuals so that the media can keep pushing homosexuality on you and make you more pissed off against them. The media is actually causing a divide by forcing you to be accepting of, of, of differences that you don't want to accept and it's making you push away even more when all they got to do is just say, you know what? We have transgender individuals out there that want to play sports, we're going to create a new league for all transgenders to compete in. And we're going to, we're going to pass a new law that uh, all transgenders are going to use um, the, trans, the trans bathroom, uh, trans locker rooms. There will be a, require, a, a grant that the government gives out to every establishment to build an, a, an additional bathroom, uh, unless you want to do like a, um, you know, a all gender bathroom. That's cool, but locker rooms need to be segregated. That way women that do not agree that biological men should come inside um, the locker rooms should be there. That's not fair. Because honestly, you don't know if this biological male is just acting or if they're really that way. But either way, how would you feel if somebody came in and you know they shouldn't be there? And they started looking at you and make, you would feel uncomfortable, especially when you're getting undressed, when you're most vulnerable. You're mentally vulnerable, you're physically vulnerable, and you have no idea what this person is going to do with the information that they gather 
once they see you. Like for for all my acquaintances and every every person that's gay with whom I've interacted, one of the things that I would I would always ask them, I would say, hey, um, I don't care. Like when I suspected, like I got pretty good gay art. If I suspect that somebody is gay and I associate with them often, um, I would ask them, like straight out, like, hey, if you don't mind my asking, uh, are you gay? And if they say why, I say the reason. It doesn't matter to me, but the reason why I ask is because I want to know. Because I hug. I'm a hugger. I love to hug, you know, whether my friends are gay or straight. I hug people that I, I love and care about. But I want to make sure that we're on the same page that this hug is just a hug. This, I want to make sure we both know what an action means. If I'm patting you on the back, it's not flirting. If I'm hugging you, it's only a hug. So it's just for communication purposes. So I know what something means when, you know, when it's enacted, when something happens. Um, a handshake, a fist bump, you know, like uh, sitting down next to each other, watching a movie, kicking back. I want to make sure we're on the same page. And also, I, as a disclosure, it's important to understand, too, that just because if you're a guy, just because there's somebody that's gay next to you doesn't mean that you're his type. Just like men have types, homosexuals also have types. Men and women have their own types of what they like. Homosexuals and bisexuals also have types. So just because a, 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 a gay man walks into a, a men's locker room doesn't mean he's going to turn around and start looking at your dong. You might not be his type. Then again, you might be exactly his type. And so it goes the same thing for women. There are women that go in the women's locker room and that are lesbian or, and, or, um, or bi that will check out other women and look at them. Or maybe they won't because the women in there are not, not her type. So this is, this is a reality. This is a very large reality of what goes on in our world. Having said that, it is less awkward and more, more accepting when a gay person, a gay man walks into a locker room with other men. You're like, you know what? You have the right to be here. There's nothing I can do about it because you're a man. I'm a man. We have the same stuff. I just ask that you don't check me out. And if you do check me out, I'll, the guy will be like, hey, dude, keep your eyes to yourself. You know, they'll, they'll stick up for themselves and actually be like firm with each other because that's a man in the, in the men's locker room. And I'm sure women would do the exact same thing, you know, in, in a woman's locker room, if a woman is over there checking them out, but it should not be that a man walks into a woman's locker room because in that case, any creep that is looking to victimize a woman can get ammo in that locker room. That's so dangerous. Like I'm, I cannot overstress how dangerous it is to let biological men in the locker room of women. Because it's likely that a crime, if this person's a type of predator, it's likely the crime is not going to be committed in the locker room. It's likely that they are going to gather the information to find their prey while being in that locker room. And then once the woman walks outside, they might follow her home and do whatever they're going to do in an, uh, in an opportune spot. That's often what happens for creeps that look to victimize women. So how do you stop that? One, Stop biological men from going into the restroom. Because chances are, not all of them are actually looking for a bad, you know, going in there for the wrong reasons. Some of them actually feel like they belong in that place. But you only need just one to be in there for the wrong reason, just like Me Too. Me Too started out with women who were trying to fight to be, you know, against these titans who had assaulted them in various ways. When they didn't have a voice, they united to have a voice. But as a result of that, there were a lot of women who misused the Me Too movement to get jobs from, or like take jobs from people 
um, that they felt they should have gotten the jobs again. You know, when they were applying, when they were trying to run for that job, and somebody else got it, they used me to to get that person removed so they can get that job. Other women were using it to get you know get revenge against ex boyfriends or bosses they dated or slept with or whatever, or you know people that didn't give them the money raise or position that they felt. So essentially, the Me Too started out as a noble cause and quickly fell into a weapon that was used by malicious people. So you may have biological males who go into um, women's locker rooms that feel that they actually do belong in there. But now you're going to have a lot of predators that are going in there to be peeping toms or worse. And I'm telling you, I'm warning everyone, if we don't stand up and try to stop this kind of nonsense from happening by demanding that these companies stop let this happening or stop let stop letting this happen, you're going to have moments where minor girls, because minors, minor women go to these gyms as well to go work out with their friends. You're going to have the moment when you get a creep that goes into the women's locker room and sees that minor girl. And then something horrible happens to her. And the sad thing is that the media is not going to cover it. That little girl is going to be, she's going to be a paragraph on a newspaper. Because the media doesn't want to go, oops, my bad. Look at COVID. They were condemning everybody that didn't want to put on a mask and everyone that didn't want to get the, get the pokey pokey. Everybody was like, oh my gosh, you guys are horrible. You're killing grandmothers. How dare you not go over there and get that, uh, get that pokey pokey. You're a horrible terrorist and this and this and this. And then they start off saying, well, if you go and get the medication, you know, if you, look, if you go get the injection, you will never have to worry about the virus ever again. You're going to be safe. All of a sudden, people started getting it. Or people got the, the, the injection and, and they still got COVID. Then all of a sudden, people started dying from complications from the, the injection. And they didn't talk about that on the news. They were trying to cover that up. But other news media outlets were talking about it and saying, or like local and like influencers are over there saying, look how many people have died as a result of the injection. And then they started deleting those videos off of YouTube and off of TikTok. Then a new law passed that says that doctors are not allowed to disagree with politicians. Interesting. So politicians can set the medical narrative even though they don't have medical licensing or medical, uh, a medical degree, they can make the narrative and then doctors are not allowed to contest it, even though that's literally the field that they're going to. That's like, that's like a chef trying to tell a doctor the proper procedure for doing surgery, brain surgery. Just because this, this chef knows how to cut meat, he's like, no, you have to do it this way. Dude, you don't have the expertise to do surgery. You, you have the expertise to make soup, to make pasta, and to make some filet mignon. That's it. So shut up. But why would politicians try to censor medical uh, professionals? Think about that. I thought this was about free speech. Why is only one side of the aisle being censored? How come when we speak logically to protect ourselves and our values, why is it that we're being censored? Why are trans people getting more rights than everyone else why are we trying to indoctrinate children to be more sexualized at a younger age what's the purpose of this stuff these are rhetorical questions that i encourage everyone to think about because there's motive here 
they are hypersexualizing America. And they're focusing more of that on our children. How in the world did so many school boards all of a sudden just like it was like almost an overnight thing? So many school boards started over sexualizing their kids with pornographic novels and books inside the library in elementary schools. I'm telling you, nobody just snuck into an elementary school library and then snuck some books in there. No, this these books come in because every one of them has to be cataloged. The librarian has to look at every book and then catalog it and make sure it's in the system so they can track which books are in and which books go out. So why are these books inside of elementary school libraries? What's the purpose? Why do they belong there? The only thing I can consider is that these children are learning to keep secrets from their, their mommy and daddy, secrets that only exist between the teacher and them. They're getting hypersexualized books. When I was growing up, they had a word for that. It's called grooming. That's now a word that can get you deleted from TikTok or YouTube. Why is that word being a red flag? This is something we need to ask ourselves. And I know recently we've had, or not recently, but it's, it's been a while since men and women have been at war with each other. You know, you, you got so many feminists out there talking about, oh my gosh, you're mansplaining, you're mansplaining, you're mansplaining. I think that's one of the dumbest terms. That's so stupid to say mansplaining because women do the exact same thing. And it's not womansplaining. Women do the exact same thing. When you, it, it's called condescending. It's called speaking in a condescending, I can't even say the word now. <laughs> Trying to make a point, I can't even say the word. Speaking in a condescending manner. I know there's a lot of big words. It's bigger than mansplaining. Or, but the fact is, is that it's speaking in a condensating manner. That's not gender dependent. To speak clearly in a way that somebody else can understand better, that's not a problem. But to speak in a condescending manner uh, where you are talking down to somebody, yeah, that's disrespectful whether you're male or female. And if women are going to fight for equality, there needs to be, you know, equality. Like I just, I just looked at a, an article where a woman, had, a woman had been, she engaged in sexual activity she was 30, she was like 31 years old, and she engaged in sexual activity with a 13-year-old boy. And she got pregnant. She got pregnant, doesn't even see jail time. She just has to register as a sex offender under the, the agreement. No jail time. She got pregnant by that child. No jail time. You get a man do the exact same thing if a male were to impregnate, if a 31-year-old male were to impregnate a 13-year-old girl, he would get charged and also get charged with great bodily injury for impregnating a child. And he will go to jail for probably almost life, probably at least 15 to 20 years. And that's just one time, if that happened one time. But this happened a, a lot of times. Like, this was a, a patternistic thing. So women are not fighting for equality these feminists now are fighting for superiority because if you want equality, women should do the exact same amount of time in prison as men do. There should not be a division of saying 
like you know well um men well i i have a daughter so please don't send me to uh, to jail your honor and the judge goes you know what your daughter needs you so i'm gonna let you stay home no it should be you should have thought about that before you committed the crime just like they tell men having a child is not a defense when it comes to being a man so if you want to fight for equality let's fight for equality if it's your body your choice men should be able to opt out just like women opt out men should be able to say i don't want that child i never wanted that child and there's nothing wrong with me because yes i consented to having sex with you but i don't want the child and the woman should say okay you have that right it's your money your life your choice just like a woman can say my body my choice it should be the same thing and it's also funny that hearing people talk about my body my choice it wasn't my body my choice when we were talking about the injection Everyone's like forcing the injection down your throat. The view, every, all the woke media was talking about that. And again, my whole focus is being an advocate for equality. I've said this so many times on previous broadcasts. I would stand up for the rights of a devil worshiper just like I would as a Christian. I disagree with the rights of a devil worshiper, but the same rights that protect him or her also protect me. Those rights are called free speech, free religion, free press, free assembly. Those rights are the things that I stand up for and defend. That's what freedom's about. That's what my, my brothers and sisters bled and died for. That's what I went to war for. Equality. To defend our rights. Children should not be indoctrinated with stuff that has no influence on their actual education. There's so many videos out there on YouTube and on TikTok with people asking millennials and asking normal people simple history questions, simple, simple questions, and these kids can't even answer them. They have no idea what the answer to some of these simple history questions are. Like, who's General George Washington? I'm like, I don't know. The KFC guy? Like, are you serious? These kids really don't know this stuff. Because, but if you ask them about um, uh, critical race theory, do you realize that's Jim Crow? To tell a child that because of your skin, if you're white, you're inherently racist. Or if you're black, you're inherently disadvantaged. You're never going to be what a white person could be. You're literally telling black people you can't succeed when majority of the NBA is black. Majority of the NFL is black. Majority of, of professional baseball are Dominicans, black, Dominicans, black Latinos. A lot of soccer players, a lot of track stars, a lot of the professional athletes out there are black. A lot of the CEOs out there, male and female, are black. This whole little white world that we are being told, that the whites run the, uh, the enterprise, the, the, the corporate America, they don't. Whites don't run it like you're being taught. There are whites, blacks, Jews, Asians. There are people all over that are, are, that are running these countries, that are, or excuse me, these, these, uh, these corporations. And if you go look at the numbers, you actually can see this. You, you go look at the websites of the different uh, corporations. Some of these corporations have nothing but a whiteboard. Yeah, but they're not the majority like we're being told. We're being fed this crap by people who want us to be at war with each other. Because it's dangerous if we unite. Because if we unite, we can force politicians to do their jobs. Rather than allow them to manipulate our money, 
whether than allow them to send billions and billions of our taxpayer dollars to Ukraine and other countries when we're over here suffering with very expensive get like eggs that are like nine bucks for a dozen eggs or gas that's almost five dollars a gallon you know when you're in L in los angeles there's always traffic so you get less gas mileage when you're in stop and go traffic all the time that's what's happening with our government our government is putting other countries first they're paying all these other organizations nato the green new deal and all this other crap but the fact is, is that if you look at these emissions, like, like I can go on and on talking about these other subjects, but like the fact is that their policies just don't make sense because you want to talk about electric cars and stuff like that. They actually don't make the world more green. In fact, they make it more polluted because you got to get rid of those batteries. You got to dispose of those batteries at some point. And also the things that like we don't have the power to support all that we don't have this, the grid to support everyone having an electric car but as i said in the previous broadcast and i definitely encourage you guys to go check out that uh the, the last um episode that i did um about electric cars that's definitely a very insightful one it talks about how uh if an enemy were to send a missile or a weapon that had a, a large mag uh, electromagnetic pulse it would wipe out all the electric cars, all the electric, uh, the electrical systems. Nothing analog, but all the electrical stuff would be wiped out. So if everyone was in, you know, electrical cars and stuff like that, if our military completely went electrical, they'd be able to wipe out our entire country with one electromagnetic pulse. It's very dangerous and it's very realistic. So I just really encourage everyone: please open your eyes, please unite, and stop dividing. And if there's anyone, uh, any one of my, my live guests right now that would like to come on and share their opinion, share some feedback on this, I definitely welcome you. I love hearing, um, hearing the, opinions, the opinions of other people. And if I'm missing something, I'd love to have a discussion. All I ask is that uh, keep, the, keep the language clean, please, um, and also show respect. I know that these subjects are, we're very passionate about these subjects and stuff like that because everyone has their own opinion. Everyone has passions about how they feel. Nobody wants to be told they're wrong about how, what they believe. These are just things that I've come to observe. These are things that I've come to learn for myself. These are things that I've come to experience. And I just, I fight for equality and I believe that everybody has a voice. And I like to hear that voice. I learn what I learned from my experiences and also listening to people on both sides of the veil, or excuse me, both sides of the, uh, the aisle. And, um, Man, I got to do a video also about the January 6th, uh, what they call the insurrection. Man, the, the video footage of that situation is coming out. It's, it's out and the stuff that they've been keeping from our, our sites. Because I'm telling you, if every little thing they could find on Donald Trump, they were definitely showing you like, oh, look, just look at this paragraph. They were everything that made him look bad. They showed it. But they only showed you the clip, the little small clips of these insurrection things. But. And I definitely got to do a video on that. To, it's blowing my mind with the stuff that I'm seeing. Tucker Carlson's releasing the video of, of things that, we, that were kept for, from us. And he's got like over 40,000 hours of the actual footage from the, the Capitol of what actually happened inside there. And it was nothing, at, nothing close to an insurrection. It was completely opposite. It was a very peaceful protest. That's the actual literal uh, meaning of a peaceful protest. They're talking about multiple cops being you know, being offed during that situation, but only one officer 
died and it was from a stroke it had nothing to do with him being hit with a fight in the head with a fire extinguisher they were talking about that They're like oh he was murdered by uh within a, uh, a fire extinguisher no he wasn't they actually show him after supposedly he he was he was he was dead at that time they actually su- showed him walking around with the helmet on so if he had a helmet on like a, a, um uh uh a riot helmet if he had a riot helmet on how is he going to be you know be off by a fire extinguisher that doesn't make any sense yeah we were lied to why are we lied to because if they tell us the truth maybe everybody might like trump and vote for him again if they told us the truth maybe we would see how corrupt our government is and change um change the people that are in it I'm not saying a red wave. I'm talking about a lot more independence being put in those positions. But anyway, that's a different story. So if nobody else has anything they, they want to add, if, um, if nobody else is, uh, will come on today, I'll bring this episode to a close. And again, I'm very grateful for every one of you guys who were able to join me today live. And for all those who will watch later on, I appreciate you as well. I hope you have a great day. Thank you so much for choosing to allow me into your house, into your homes, into your work, into your ears, and into your hearts. Please feel free to go out and check out uh, my other episodes of Real Talk with RJ. They are available anywhere podcasts can be heard. heard. And if you're interested, if you're a reader, check out the book Soul Guardian by RJ Kurtz. Very good book. It's a vampire book, and it's definitely pretty awesome. So far, I'm in 20 countries right now and increasing, and I'm in over 100 cities, and I don't know how many states I've reached yet. But I'm very grateful for every one of you guys. And I really appreciate you, those of you who are listening live. And I appreciate all you guys who are going to watch later on. Have a great day. Thank you so much. Real Talk with RJ, signing out.